T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. I'm Heidi Harrison for Mark Cox. It's Martin Luther King Day, where a lot of people honor his work. And uh, obviously, I'm sure he'd probably roll over in his grave at some of the things that are going on now. But he marched for things that needed to be marched for at the time. And and we will remember that on this holiday. Obviously, it's Iowa Caucus Day, too, which is kind of uh, crazy. It's freezing cold up there. But you know, the Iowans are tough people. They're going to come out anyway. Freezing cold in St. Louis. Freezing cold in a lot of places in the country today but people are still going to participate. They're not going to be dissuaded by some cold and good for them. Coming up in just a moment, Jesse Jane Duff will be here. We all know Jesse Jane Duff, gunnery sergeant. She's terrific. Always got something great to say. We'll talk with her a little bit about the Iowa caucuses. And it's interesting how Trump has turned now on Ramaswamy. And before he really didn't say much about Ramaswamy and Ra- or, or he said positive things, Ramaswamy didn't say anything negative about Trump. And now it's just gotten to where Trump's just tired of him. Ramaswamy kind of reminded me of a wasp the last debate that he qualified for. He would just kind of come in, zap people, say negative things, and he had nothing to lose, so what did he care? Mark Cox and crew return tomorrow, by the way. Yes, they do. This is so great. Yes, we're excited about that. This is so funny. Okay, the governor of Illinois, obviously, J.B. Pritzker, in 2019, I want to remind everybody, in 2019, he signed three bills to protect and help illegal immigrants in Illinois. Okay, including a measure that would prohibit law enforcement agencies from coordinating with federal immigration authorities, uh, things that would allow them to have taxpayer funded tuition assistance, yada, yada, yada. I don't need to go over that history. You probably all know it. Okay, but it's hilarious. Now he's begging. He's begging the governor of Texas to stop sending illegals up there. Stop busing these illegals. Oh, brother. He said, while action is pending at the federal level, I plead with you for mercy for the thousands of people who are powerless to speak for themselves. Really? He says, while winter is threatening vulnerable people's lives, suspend your transports and do not send more people to our state. Why not? I know it's cold. So what? So what? Why should Texas keep them? They shouldn't be in the country. I don't need to say anything that's obvious to everybody, do I? They shouldn't be here. You're the one who wanted to open up your state for all these people. It doesn't matter if it's cold. Open up some more shelters. Uh, why don't all the rich people in Illinois who maybe have, you know, a guest house or a spare bedroom allow a family to live with them? I mean, this can be handled, folks. And it is funny to watch these folks just freak out when their policies actually affect them. See, that's the thing. These people who put these policies forth, these liberal policies, they never have to live with it. You know, they'll say, well, we don't want anybody to have guns. But meanwhile, we have 
security. We live behind walls. We have this, we have that. But the people in neighborhoods most likely to be victimized by people in those same neighborhoods have a very difficult time getting a gun, even affording one, much less getting one. But these are people who shouldn't be in the country when it comes to these illegals. They shouldn't be in the country at all. They should never have gotten over the border. If we're going to put them in a bus, let's put them in the bus and go back down and let Mexico deal with them. Not that they're all Mexican. Let Mexico deal with them. That's the border they came through. This is pretty simple. They shouldn't be here. This is insanity. It's Well, we all know that. You all know the issue. It's destabilizing is really, to me, what the main issue is. You can't possibly have a nation when you've got people flooding in who, by the way, are going to be living at your expense. Saw a story the other day about how in Maine, they're building apartment complexes for nothing but illegals. And they're going to let them live there for two years. And then what's going to happen after two years rent free? I mean, if somebody called you and said, I'd like you to take my brother-in-law in, you know, he just moved here. You just moved to St. Louis. So let's, would you mind letting him live in your house? Well, does he have a job? No. Does he plan to get a job? Well, no. Um, can't, who's going to pay for his food? Well, you are. Who's going to pay for his clothes? Well, that's going to be you too. One person, you'd probably say, I don't think so. Does he have a plan to get a job? No, not really. Oh, okay. Now, that's not the case with every illegal person who comes into the country. Some of them do plan to work. But the truth is they're not supposed to be here at all. And the idea that these people are put in uh, apartment complexes or they're put in gyms or uh, police stations, we've heard all the stories, we've seen the videos. It's crazy land. Let these people in here and then what? Even if, let's say, let's pick 100 people. Even if you had 100 people who came to America who planned to work, let's just say they wanted freedom, they came from a terrible place and they want to come to America and they want to work, you know, like immigrants used to have to do. When you came here to America, you used to have to sink or swim. That's the way it went. Right. So they came to America. They wanted to work. Now, if you give them an apartment for free, food for free, medical care for free, which, by the way, I don't get, you don't get all of this stuff for free. Then what do you think would happen to those just going with 100 here? Those 100 people. Do you think even if you're okay with them being here, do you think they will ever become productive citizens? Will your child become a productive citizen if you never expect your child to work? If your child's 25, 30 years old, still living at home, not working, not contributing, not doing anything, you're providing everything, food, clothes, medicine, medical care, everything. If that's the case, then do you expect your child to ever get off the couch and ever be productive? No. So not only are we allowing people who shouldn't be in the country, and I know you guys all know this, but just for the people in the back, <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Not only should they not be here, but we're turning them into people who are dependent on, and not only that, nobody talks about this, the cost of everything you can't afford forget about buying a house right you there are estimates now you got to make a hundred thousand or more to be able to even possibly afford a house okay that's off the table for many people but you can't even get an apartment in a lot of places in america nobody asks why it's so expensive why do you think it is where do you think these illegals are going they're going to apartment complexes all over the country 
And if I'm a landlord and I don't really care about the law, and I'm, let's say I'm a landlord and I have 100 apartments in my building, and the government comes to me and they say, hey, we're going to, uh, if you house these people, we'll pay your rent. I'm going to take a check from the, I'm not saying I would, but aren't you going to take a check from the government? Maybe the government kind of leans on these people. I don't really know. I'm sure it does it sometimes. But aren't you going to take a check from the government that have to worry about a hundred different tenants who may pay and may not pay and may be late, may trash the place, da, 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 right? Aren't you going to have, wouldn't you rather just take a check from the government? A lot of people do. And that's why no one can afford rent. Every time somebody illegally in the country takes up an apartment or a house or anything, your child can never move out of the house. You can't get another place. You can't afford it because somebody else who doesn't even, who should not be here is taking it up. And I, I know this is obvious. I get it. But it needs to be said. It needs to be repeated. So I find it funny that Pritzker is screaming about this when in 2019 he passed laws that would give immigrants all these rights. Now he's saying, oh, no, no, come on, have mercy on us. Really? Really? And, and they won't do anything about it. The, the sanctuary cities. It, it was one of the most brilliant things that Governor Abbott ever did was sending these people up to the other places in the country who never had to deal with this. Like I said, it's these, these folks who come up with these policies they never have to suffer the consequences of their policies. And now they're looking at this and they're going, well, it's crazy. Well, it's that part's funny, but it's not funny for what's happening to the good people in Illinois and all over the country. That's for sure. I'm Heidi Harrison from Mark Cox coming up. Jesse Jane Duff. We love her. It's Martin Luther King Day coming right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I am hard, but I am fair. Good morning, motivator. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. Take the hill. We got a long week. I'm Heidi Harrison for Mark Cox. I love Jesse Jane's intro. Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff <laughs> joins me this morning. How are you? Great to talk to you again. 
I love the intro, too. I just wish it would work when I walk in the room and people would only speak till spoken to, but nobody seems to follow that rule, so. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if people would just shut up and leave you alone once in a while, right? <laughs> right. So it's I Iowa. Co- and, I crack. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, you do. You crack up. It's, it's funny. But I'm sure there was a time when, when you were when you were walking into a room, they all had to shut up the minute you showed up and behaved themselves. <laughs> On occasion, on occasion. Go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no I was just going to say it's Iowa Caucus Day. I know you're feeling good about it. Um, what What do you think is going to happen? Do you think there's any possibility that DeSantis can beat Nikki? You know, we know Trump's going to win. What are you thinking? What are you seeing? I, you know, it's very hard to predict the, the DeSantis-Nikki-Haley combativeness because when you look at them both, they're trying to destroy each other. It's like watching two snakes rather it out. Um, essentially, they're trying to prove each other being worse than the other. Like, no, no, you didn't do this, but uh, you didn't do that. You know, and they're just constantly trying to top each other. So it's really, you know, what are you going to do? The lesser of the two evils, I suppose. Um, I see potentially uh, DeSantis coming in second because he did hit every single precinct out there. He went, he campaigned very diligently. And often for voters, contact with a candidate, particularly in a case like Iowa, is absolutely imperative absolutely imperative however when we see the turnout for donald trump i dare to say there are people that have attended some of these other events but that is not demonstrative of them supporting that particular candidate in fact uh, there's a there's a tweet that's gone viral there was a veteran in a wheelchair who is wearing a dilly uh hat and dilly apparently does memes on social media that are very pro-trump and anti the other candidates and he was just wearing the hat sitting there listening and he got kicked out of the uh, event uh, by the DeSantis people. And that doesn't go well. That doesn't go over well, because keep in mind, anybody who is supporting DeSantis did support Donald Trump. They did. They absolutely had or do or still do. Whereas Haley, she has gotten a lot of the neocons, the anti-establishment, the people that never liked Donald Trump, that were considered themselves conservatives, but they like business as usual. Line your pockets with that government money. Make sure that we keep pushing another war because, you know, we all profit off of it mindset, which in Iowa is probably not so popular. It is a farm state. It has to have the strength of the U.S. behind it besides allowing all of our products to go out to China and making sure that we have ethanol. So honestly, I don't, I I think the competition for second is going to be so distant, it's going to be almost embarrassing to be in second place with your single digit turnout. Interesting. With Jesse Jane Duff, I'm Heidi Harrison from Mark Cox. Speaking of protesters, I had, or people showing up at rallies, I had to laugh. I'm sure you saw this video online. There was a guy who showed up at a Greg Abbott event and he had a man bun and skinny jeans. Need I continue the description? And he was protesting for Palestine and he was schooled by a bunch of guys in cowboy hats and tossed out the door like a bag of trash. It was so hilarious to want to me to watch. <laughs> yeah, right, right. What, what guy goes oh to gosh. Texas in a man bun? You're like right there, you're, you know you're going to be, you know, you want to talk, are, you, is, are they going to become now the protected class, the man bun, skinny jean wearing men? Because they should be a protected class from discrimination from those rough and tough real men with, you know, type A personalities and uh, not soy boys. But you showing up in Texas and you think that's going to be your outcome? 
Like, that is just absurd. However, sadly, these Palestinian protesters have, or, or supporting of Gaza, I should say, have gotten out there on the bridges and have blocked traffic and have done some detrimental yes. things for the country. We've seen them actually try to assault the White House. When, in, in fact, we all know, we all know this. If those were MAGA-wearing hat people, they would have all been arrested already. Uh, so I don't want to hear anything about the, the th- this is just absurd that they're out there trying to attack the White House. And they have have many, many of them. In fact, I was reading an article about those that block the bridges in New York were the elitist. New York posted a very detailed article on each and every one of them that was arrested that had graduated from Ivy League schools, came from very wealthy families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's always that uh, person who feels guilty about being white or big, being uh, Jewish, because there are several Jewish people that were involved in this. We want freedom for everybody, you know, and just ignoring <laughs> how everybody Everybody has been murdered, raped, or pillaged in Israel, and that seems okay. Yeah, ceasefire Israel, even though we started it, right? So how about Hamas ceasefire? How about releasing the hostages? And guess what? We still have, what, six or seven American hostages that we hear nothing about. This White House has turned a blind eye to that. So I just dare to say, if you are uh, a dual citizen somewhere, just keep in mind the U.S. government will not pull you out. Oh, unless you're Brittany Griner. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. That. Yeah, that's absolutely true. We're speaking with Jesse Jane Dove. Of course, you all know who she is. I'm Heidi Harrison for Mark Cox. Well, who do you think Trump's going to pick for vice president? He's already talked about the fact that he thinks he has somebody in mind. Uh, wh- what would your guess be? I couldn't I wouldn't and ever try to guess what Donald Trump is going to do. I dare to say he's got to look for somebody that is going to inspire his ticket. It cannot be somebody that has been a flip flopper. We already know that. We know it's not going to I can tell you who it won't be. It will not be Mike Pence. I can guarantee that. <laughs> so we know that. <laughs> so if you, you're going to whip out your Trump Pence signs because you don't have any old new signs, it's not going to you're going to have to line through that and write in the new name. There's a lot. There are so many great conservatives out there that have been side by side fighting for Donald Trump and the injustices against the Department of Justice. It has to be somebody. I hear people say Vivek. Vivek has already just basically uh, no. himself with any MAGA supporters. Also, you That's cannot right. have. Here's what people don't understand. You have to have somebody that understands Washington, D.C. and that vice president spot because you can't go in there who does numbskull things or, or makes poor decisions, even though they follow the direction of the president. They have to be D.C. savvy. They have to be that right-hand man or woman that is going to ensure that the ship runs smoothly and keeps Donald Trump on the focus. Uh, so it's going to be somebody who understands D.C. doesn't mean they work in D.C., but they have to understand. They have to have a history of understanding how the nation operates, how the how the pacemaker works when it's time to keep that heart pumping. So. <laughs> That's true. We're speaking with Jesse Jane Duff. I'm Heidi Harrison for Mark Cox. Yeah, it's interesting now. Trump's now trashing Vivek. I've never trusted this guy. There's always been something about him that did not sit right with me. Well, the mere fact that he had never even voted in a previous election really disturbs me. There's a video that I've retweeted. Somebody would have to dig through my Twitter account to see it. And it's a guy I've seen before. I don't know his name. Nobody's giving credit to his name. It's a TikTok video. He happens to be of Asian descent, and he gives a very lengthy summary of Vivek Ramaswamy. And Vivek has actually developed a company that was in the pharmaceutical industry that never profited, but somehow he profited when he sold his shares, how he made big money off of it. 
and all of these little kind of inside jobs that he was doing to profit and make his billing. He's close to being a billionaire, in fact. So, you know, it's a very detailed video of his inside operations and how he was doing what he needed to do. I will tell you, he's exceptionally strategic. But aiming for the White House just seemed always ludicrous to me because what is it you think you're going to be able to do? When he sits there and tells the, the lady voter that the video that's gone viral, those who haven't seen it, he's telling this lady, we have to save Trump. They're going to destroy him, so vote for me. Like some kind of reverse right. sideways logic here. But in fact, he's not recognizing they're going to go after anybody who supports the policies of Donald Trump, which he has largely been running on. They, if you think it's just Donald Trump, you're kidding, because particularly Donald Trump, because he knows where the bodies are buried, and he has targeted the K Street lobbyists who profited off of the American taxpayer to further their globalist agenda. We know that we've had these endless wars. We know that we've got money going out the ears to every other country, but we've got to open borders. And, you know, I could go on and on with all of the things that are going wrong in our own country as we pump millions to everywhere else. And Vivek preaches yep. that same to the same choir. But the fact is, is Trump was serious. And Trump had the business means to understand how it worked because he had been talking about cutting off China for decades. And he had been talking Absolutely about, he's like, right. you are getting screwed by China because you're not tariffing their products and they're coming in here taking our businesses. Anyway, with Vivek, yeah. you know, he's been, a good, he's been a good team player, but I would just say, you know, coming in fourth place in Iowa will be good for him. And uh, when he comes <laughs> into third, fourth, or fifth I- elsewhere, we'll see the last of him. All right. Thank you, Jesse Jane. That guy, by the way, is on your Twitter feed. His name is Matt Kim. I had not heard of him until you posted about it. People can check it out. Thank you for being here. So appreciate it. I'm Heidi Harrison from Mark Cox. Take the hill. I'm Heidi Harris in for Mark Cox today. Mark Cox and crew return tomorrow. They're getting well-deserved day off. In case you don't know who I am, you should, but in case you don't, I do a Sunday night show here on 97.1 FM Talk, so you should know me as part of the team, but in case you missed it, 7 to 9 p.m. every Sunday night. You can follow me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, where I do stuff, uh, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, podcasts on my show are, of course, available on the Odyssey app, like podcasts on the Mark Cox Show and Annie Show and Mark Reardon Show and... So please download that app. I hope you have it downloaded on your phone. Makes it so easy. You just type in my name or Mark Cox's name or whatever and pops right up. It's great stuff. Madison Gilbert is here. She's a national spokesperson for the NRC because I hope you know today or tonight is the Iowa caucus is going to be cold, but people are very energized and uh, wanting to get out there and do what they can and be heard. Welcome to the Mark Cox Show. Glad to have you. Good to be with you this morning. You're pretty excited about everything. It seems like the people in Iowa are not going to let some weather deter them. No, it's going to be a super exciting day. I mean, obviously, this is arguably going to be the coldest on record. We'll see if that plays out tonight. I anticipate that it will. Uh, But the energy is very real. The excitement is very real. People are fired up and not happy with the way things have been going in this country. They want change. And so they're getting out. They're going to caucus for their favorite Republican tonight. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this is all about beating Biden in November. And that's what people want to see done. Yeah. And a lot of people feel as if the last election, I'm not going to try to drag you into that, but a lot of people feel like things didn't go the way they thought they should have or would have at the last election. So they're really energized about that. They want to make sure that nothing like that happens again, or there's not even a question next time. And they want to make sure that a message is sent. And the people who are supporting Trump are overwhelmingly, uh, you know, they're far overwhelmingly in larger numbers than those supporting Nikki and Ron DeSantis. Right. I mean, the president's had a commanding lead in the polls. Uh, We'll see what happens tonight. But one of the things that I think is important to note is that since the inception of the Iowa caucuses in 1976, no Republican has ever gone on to become our nominee without winning either Iowa, 
the caucuses or New Hampshire primary next Tuesday. So this is a huge week for us as a Republican Party as we go into tonight and then just eight days away from that very first primary in the nation. We're speaking with Madison Gilbert, the national spokesperson for the RNC. I'm Heidi Harrison for Mark Cox. What What do you think will happen? We, and we don't know whether Ron DeSantis is going to come in second or third. We don't really know what's going to happen there. But do you think either of those people could potentially drop out if they don't play second? Or do we even have a clue? You know, I don't know. Each candidate is going to have their own consultants, their own individual strategy. Uh, but at the end of the day, what's most important, I think, to me, what's most important to the party and ultimately to the goal of winning is that we unite as a party, no matter who that nominee is. We need everybody to get behind that nominee. This is an important part of uh, what we did during the debates, asking the candidates to pledge to get behind the ultimate nominee if it were not to be them. Uh, we want all of these candidates out there, no matter who, uh, you know, like I said, becomes the nominee. We want everybody else out there supporting that nominee. We're, we've been very busy since 2022, quite frankly, building that road and infrastructure that our candidate will drive on, making sure that day one, once we do have a presumptive nominee, that we're ready to push them across the finish line and give them every tool possible from an RNC perspective to help them win. And again, at the end of the day, when the country's in total shambles, the Democrat administration has been a total failure on every single front, whether you talk about the economy, you talk about international policy, look at what's going on around the world, you look at the border, I mean, anything, bring up any topic, any issue, and they're failing on it. And so Republicans need to be able to get into office so that we can start implementing common sense policy to take back our country and to fix things. It's not going to be an overnight solution, but it's certainly the first step in the right direction. And that includes, of course, taking back the Senate and hopefully expanding a House majority as well. Now, I think your point is well taken. We're speaking with Madison Gilbert, national spokesperson for the RNC. I think it's an important point about unity. We need that. Going forward, we're going to need some kind of unity. We can't be at each other's throats all the time. We can't get anything accomplished, even if we take the White House back, which obviously we want to do. We've got to be, have people united behind whoever it might be. We simply have to. That's right. And I think the big problem I've seen with Republicans across the country is so often Republicans let perfection be the enemy of good. And we need to recognize that people who agree with us even 50 percent of the time, 30 percent of the time, we need to work with them to get the job done and to give people what they deserve in this country, which is better than what the Democrats have given them. And it's super disappointing because you see Democrats time and time again, they don't like each other. They fight like cats and dogs behind closed doors. But when it comes to the ultimate goal of winning, they unite and they push forward over the yes. finish line. And we as Republicans need to do that better than ever before this year. If we lose, nothing matters. So we can't have to have that expectation of agreeing with each other 100% of the time. Uh, let's have an open doors party. Let's welcome people into our party and let's work together on the things we can work together and agree on. Now, that's an important point that you just made, Madison Gilbert, RNC spokesperson. That's a very important point. Democrats are like families who fight behind the scenes in the House. But when it comes to on the street, they don't put their business on the street. And they are very, very good at getting their ducks in a row and looking, playing long game looking at the, the bigger picture. What are we trying to accomplish here? And Republicans tend to be such sticklers. And I know I'm very conservative, much more conservative than a lot of the candidates running uh, at, at various times. But at, at the end of the day, who would you rather have in office, an R or a D? That's what you have to think about. That's right. That's right. A hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm very conservative. Uh, when it comes to early voting, that's a great example. I was never a proponent of early voting. I didn't want to see the laws change the way they have over the past 10 years. But I recognize that until things change in the prospective states and if they change back uh, the other direction in those states, we have to play the same game the Democrats are playing or we will lose. And so that's why I've been a huge proponent now of 
telling people, encouraging Republicans, get out and vote early, because what they don't realize is if they vote on the very first day possible in their state, we might spend $5 as a party chasing their ballot. If they wait until Election Day, we're spending over $30 on them. People ask, what can we do different to win so we don't see those losses we saw in 22? Voting early is what you can do different, because that $25 can then go towards targeting independents, targeting lower propensity voters, targeting people we wouldn't have the money and resources, quite frankly, to potentially target otherwise. So this is very important. And again, one of those things where I'm more conservative, don't necessarily personally agree with it, but recognize that we have to play the same game. If we play a different game than what the Democrats are playing, we won't win. And that's the reality, as harsh as it is. That's important. Yeah, Madison Gilbert's here, national spokesperson for the RNC. As you were talking, I was thinking about this whole idea that, you know, some people are so disgusted by what happened during the last election and irregularities they believe happened that they just say, well, the heck with it. The fix is in. You know, I'm not going to bother. Well, you've got to stay involved. You've got to stay informed. You can't just, you know, throw your hands up and give up. We just can't do that. We can't seed the ground. If people give up, I mean, we have a 100% chance to lose. So that's never the way to go. Right. Uh, at the RNC specifically, we listen to the concerns, uh, you know, that people had. Uh, many things going on across the country. I'm an attorney, so I've seen it firsthand uh, in many places across the country where there were problems, irregularities, uh, things being done that should not have been done. And so the RNC devoted a significant amount of funds to open their election integrity department, which I was very excited about. So now they are in the process of staffing up with 15 full-time election integrity directors in some of those most important states across the country, uh, Michigan, you know, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, all the ones that people had their eyes on in 2020. And then on top of that, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Uh, we, clearly in the public, we always hear about the lawsuits. We're involved in 72 lawsuits in different states. But there's a lot going on when it comes to pushing uh, the purging of voter rolls in states. This is something I've talked about for a decade. Uh, why this has not been done uh, sooner in many of the states is really a shame. But we're now involved in doing that. A lot of things that, again, aren't always talked about and aren't always the most popular and fun to talk about in the media, but are very, very important when it comes to election integrity. And then, of course, the big case out in Colorado with the Supreme Court upholding in the state for Trump to be taken off the ballot. We immediately got involved, set aside funds, supported Trump in his appeal, filed an amicus brief that has now been picked up by the Supreme Court of the United States, which we anticipated. That was a pretty swift pickup by them. But now we'll wait for that result. I hope that it's nothing but a 9-0. I do anticipate a definite win coming out of the Supreme Court. But again, I think if you look at the Constitution, you look at the gross misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment, there should be every single justice on board with this, because whether it's happening to President Trump or it's happening to another Republican or Democrat, it's wrong and it shouldn't be. Absolutely. You accuse somebody, you convict them, and you take them off the ballot. Really, where's that in the Constitution? You're absolutely right. Madison Gilbert, RNC, thanks for being here on the Mock Cox Morning Show. Looking forward to the results tonight. It'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the year. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. Thanks. Thanks for being here. I'm Heidi Harris in for Mark Cox coming right back. I'm Heidi Harris in for Mark Cox. Had a great time sitting in for Mark. He returns tomorrow. The whole crew, Kim, Carl, everybody return tomorrow. But everybody needs a day off once in a while, and it's Martin Luther King Day. So I hope you, I hope you educate your children as to who he is, who he was, and what he stood for. I hope you do. I mean, I've stood on the steps where he gave his. I gave. I have a dream speech, and and I just thought about what we see now when there's a protest, supposedly, and the protests seem to involve the wrong things. I mean, if you look back and picture at pictures of Martin Luther King's protests, what do you see? 
You see peaceful protests. You see ladies and gentlemen dressed like ladies and gentlemen walking down the street in dresses and suits and making their point. You don't see people torching cars. And by the way, I'm not accusing black people of doing this. So you see these punks nowadays, you know, these uh, punks who are paid by Antifa, white kids, black kids, just trashing cars, jumping on things. You know, and a lot of them are paid by Soros and those people. We get it. But it's not at all. That's not the point. That's not what Dr. King stood for. So let's not forget that. Let's teach your children that Dr. that Martin Luther King is not Black Lives Matter. There was a story in Vegas, which is my hometown, the other day about this judge. This woman, I don't like to do dead baby stories, but something bad happened to her child who was two months old. And the, the judge gave this woman probation. And I'm thinking, well, didn't his Black Life Matter? And by the way, this is a Black judge. Not that that should matter, but I'm sure she's all about the Black Lives Matter. This is a pretty liberal judge. But w- didn't that baby's Black Life Matter? Thought we were talking about that kind of stuff now. But that's nothing like what Dr. King marched for. So let's never forget that. And educate your kids, because I don't think the schools do it. I doubt that schools talked about it on Friday, and by tomorrow they're not going to talk about it, right? And they should. This speech should be you know, shown to the children and what he stood for and what they didn't have at that time. And, and you don't have to try to make everybody who's white, who wasn't even born, when Dr. King was assassinated, you don't have to make everybody feel guilty about being born white. You can still talk about historical figures and what they stood for. You have to. And the rights that we now take for granted that people had to stand up for. You have to talk about these people, and a lot of kids don't know anything about it. People who came before them. People who fought for everything from their right to vote and fought against slavery and all various different... different. I remember one time being on... MSNBC, I used to do a lot of cable back in the day. And I was on MSNBC, which I actually like better than Fox because you're the only one saying what you're saying, so it's more fun. Everybody, by the way, at MSNBC, except for Joy Reid, because she's a witch, everybody else was always nice to me. Chris Matthews, Ed Schultz, everybody, every makeup person, everybody I ever dealt with was very nice to me. But I was on Chris Matthews' show. We were talking about something one time. And I said, I said, Chris, I said, Obama could vote before I could. I said, I couldn't vote till 1920. <laughs> and it got real quiet there on the panel. <laughs> I said, I'm just saying. But there were women who had to fight for the right to vote. People have always fought for our freedoms because unfortunately you don't automatically get handed a lot. So something to keep in mind. Here's a fun little story. Miss Colorado, did you guys see this? Miss Colorado is now has now been crowned Miss America. 22-year-old girl from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Arkansas is a beautiful state. She won this top award. Does anybody watch beauty pageants anymore? I don't. I, I can't remember the last time I watched one. I didn't even know it was on. Of course, I was doing my show. That's probably why. How fun. She's been training to be a, a pilot. And she's been crowned Miss America. That's so great. I love that. And, and as I mentioned earlier, this whole idea of hiring certain people to do certain things because they're females is so insulting to... I've, I have friends who are fighter pilots a couple of female friends who are fighter pilots and males too but a couple of females and you know they they got there because they're qualified they didn't get there because they were women you know so god bless this girl so she's not only a pilot she's got to work her butt off and she's beautiful too so there you go nothing wrong with that combination of brains and i couldn't be a fighter pilot not because i'm a female because i don't have the qualifications they do I don't have the attention span for starters <laughs> or the math skills. I've been in the back of an F-15, but not in the front. <laughs> you want to lose five pounds in an hour, Ethan? I highly recommend the F-15 ride. I could use to lose some weight, so yeah. 
I'm not saying you should. I'm saying if you want to, if you're if you're a girl and you got to plan Saturday night, you want to get into that dress, that five pounds you want to lose. I suggest you get back in the F15, and you'll you'll definitely lose it at that point. So funny. Anyway, that's great stuff. All right, guys. Well, it's been a lot of fun sitting in for Mark Cox. The whole crew returns tomorrow. Don't forget my show every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. right here on 97.1 FM Talk. And if you missed my show, if you didn't hear it last night, I've never heard it. You can check out the Odyssey app and then type in Heidi Hair Show and it'll pop right up there. So it's uh, it's good stuff. Going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in Iowa tonight. We know Trump's going to win, but how much is he going to win by? Who's going to come in second? I'm hoping it's DeSantis. I hope it's not Nikki. She's got a lot of powerful people behind her trying to, you know, shove her down our throat and that kind of thing, which is frustrating. But I, I guess another thing the American people are tired of is being told whose turn it is, right? We felt like that when it was Jeb Bush. You know, you're going to tell us who to vote for. No, 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 we're not. We're going for Trump. We want somebody different. We don't want the powers that be, the establishment with a capital E, telling us who to vote for. And that's why a lot of people like Trump. You don't want him. I remember when I was a kid, there was a book they were trying to ban at the school that I went to, and I saw it on TV, and I said, oh, you don't want me to read that? I'm going to read it. I'm that kind of person, you know? So we'll see, and Mark Cox and crew will be talking about that tomorrow on the show. I'm Heidi Harris. It's been a privilege being in for you guys today. Stay warm. Stay in the house if you can. Don't forget to tune in to Mark Cox in the morning. See you guys. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.